welcome to Femtech Focus with Dr. Brittany Barreto, exploring the past, present, and future of women's health and wellness. Welcome to the Femtech Focus podcast, where we have meaningful and provocative conversations with femtech experts. These academics, doctors, and innovators tell us about the past, present, and future of women's health and wellness. In today's episode, I interview Helen Guillaume, founder and CEO of Wild AI. Wild AI is a physical training app that is actually designed for women. It takes into account female physiology and cycles to create the ideal fitness plan. Wild AI is turning your menstrual cycle into your unfair advantage. Every day, women's bodies change. Therefore, your training, nutrition, and recovery should change too. Did you know that only 3%, three, y'all, three, one hand, 3% of sports budgets are spent on women? And fitness apps are mostly based on male physiology. The founder, Helen, is so cool. You're going to hear we totally become girlfriends on this interview. Um, I've spoken with her on panels in the past on gender bias and biomedical research. And she's not only a badass, but she really does know her stuff. I had such a fun time interviewing her about women's fitness and gender bias and athletic training. And I know you're going to love it. Enjoy. Hey, Helen, welcome to the show. Hey, my petit Brit. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Comment tu vas? Bah, écoute, très bien. Je suis trop contente d'être sur ton show. <laughs> for our listeners, uh, we just discovered that Helen is actually in France. And I lived in France as a teenager, so we were, we were kind of... I was dipping into my French a little bit, my Francais, you know? And uh, I told Hélène uh, my name in France was Petite Brite. So now I'm her right. Petite Brite. <laughs> little <Exactly>. Brit. <laughs> <laughs> my little Brit. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's awesome. Um, where are you in France? So I am literally right now, I'm in Normandy. I just cycled here. Oh. I was in Paris, yeah. Okay. And, um, you know, we were recently on a panel together. It was um, Femtech Forum with uh, Women of Wearables, right? And I think it was a panel on gender bias in my biomedical research, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was very cool to be with you on the panel. It was very cool because we were in the process of emailing about the podcast and then we were yeah, like exactly. there together. So super, super cool. Um, another thing before we jump into it, I just want to tell you, um, so I'm on some dating apps. All right, y'all. So by the way, if we have any allies on here, hit me up. I am single. Um, so I was on this dating app and I have on there like that. I do this femtech podcast and someone messaged me saying, Hey, I'm a private, you know, personal trainer. Is there any like femtech and fitness? And I was like, that's a great question. I haven't found any. I haven't seen any. And literally three days later, somebody sent me your website. And I was like, oh, my God. Didn't work no out way. with that guy. But it was very funny. It was very, very funny. Somebody brought it up. And then you came, you came into, cool. across my browser, you know? 
awesome. Love it. Serendipity. <laughs> yes, that's it. Well, let's, um, you know, our listeners love to hear the personal background of our guests because most people don't, you know, when they're little girls, little boys, they don't say, I'm going to be a femtech founder, right? They usually somehow end up there. So walk us through like your background and, you know, what did you originally study? What did you originally do? And then how did you come to be where you are now? Oh, yeah. So I wish, uh, like many entrepreneur stories, uh, to say that I always dreamt to be an entrepreneur and it's absolutely not true for me. Um, I grew up, I wanted to be a bit everything and not very successfully, but uh, yeah, I was very interested in a lot of random stuff. And like I was hearing this thing, like find your passion and you'll find like what you really want to do and I was like yeah sure I like like climbing trees and like being on a bike and <laughs> like jumping in the water I'm not sure I'm gonna do like a career out of that but sure and um and then but I also was I, I loved maths and studied mathematics and financial risk and then I ended up in um what at that time I thought was really cool I was in the hedge fund world uh, I loved the testosterone male environments um because I had a big like insecurity of being a woman and I thought it was very cool to be a man or accepted by what I thought were my peers who were mm. men. So I was in this like high testosterone environment of uh, hedge funds, quant, quant there, so coding. And then I was, uh, I did different things and ended up being also like a consultant in AI. Um, and in parallel of that, I was uh, always doing sports, uh, like more or less intensively, uh, I was a rugby player, and then I got into endurance sports, doing 100k ultramarathons, triathlons, ice swimming, and things like that. And, Dang, uh, and then, like, girl! Whoa! <laughs> yeah. Um, and just, just really like I love outdoors. I'm really slow, but I love outdoors. So like endurance fits me quite well because I'm quite endurance, but. Uh, I'm 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 disappointingly very slow, uh, which people don't, don't believe, but it's true. But I can go for hours. Um, That's great. That means uh, t- that tells me that you have mental endurance, right? Because a lot of it's in your head, and it's very uh, replicable to being a founder. It's mm-hmm. like basically resilience, borderline stupidity, I would say, when you run. 100k in the mountains at some point like when you're 70k in it's like yeah it's borderline like not smart <laughs> but um but it does teach us a lot yeah. and um and it's like yeah or like i was i was riding these um reformed uh race horses and also it's like it's like learning from their you know, like having this machine uh, on, under you, which is like these muscles, and and basically you can't fight against this machine. You have to understand how it functions and how it works, and then only you can actually really ride the horse. Otherwise, it basically kills you. So also like from there, like understanding, yeah, learn a lot from the sports. But uh, anyways, uh, as I I I was in, I was yeah playing with data and data science on my professional life and personally like still loving outdoors, tracking a lot of things with my wearables, etc. but understanding nothing about my body. I merged both and created Wild AI, which is uh, now an app, like basically done research on what is the female body and an app helping women train, fuel and recover based on the menstrual cycle or based on the symptoms if they are in perimenopause or menopause. 
Wow. So, you know, when I came across your website, it was the first time it dawned on me. I And, you know, my listeners know this. I'm learning alongside my listeners. I'm like constantly, I don't know everything, right? And so when I saw your website, I was like, oh my gosh, that's right. Like none of these fitness trackers are asking me about my menstrual cycle, right? And so like, you know, if I'm feeling moody or tired one day, the app may tell me that I'm, you know, being bad and not fit. But if you had an, a tracker that said, hey, I know like this is your second day of your period and, you know, usually that's your most fatigued day. So if you need to take a nap, go for it, girl. You know, like I realized I just had this like overwhelming, whoa, nothing ever is considered that, <laughs> at least to the best of my knowledge. Um, and then I heard that Apple like fitness tracker didn't include women's health for a while. Do you know about that? Can you speak to that? Yeah, so Apple has released in uh, July 2019 the capacity to track your peers because for them peers is like a, a like I don't know like an option like additional option of like something that is not that important which is really interesting when you mm. uh, look at uh, the amount of women are they are on the planet uh, it's like quite substantial and how often we men. have periods it's not once every yeah. six years. <laughs> If you, if you like, as a fun stat, if you look at the four years, give or take, that we are menstruating, it's basically 500 cycles that we would have. So, yeah, yeah it's pretty. And if you get, uh, like, uh, like all together stuck, it's, like, basically eight years bleeding. Wow. All together. Yeah. Constantly. So, it's, like, it's pretty present in our life, but it's this entirely taboo thing that men thing. I don't know. It's like, it's, I don't know. It's like, it, it's really interesting that we can't really talk about it still. Mm-hmm. And, and to the point that technology is like, basically you have, you have health and female health, you have sports and female sports, mm-hmm. and then you have technology and female technology, yes. but actually technology is men technology. So when you're talking right. about your app, That's it's actually, right. it's men tech. It's like, men I'm tech. using products yes. that are inaccurate for me. And we just like, I don't know for what reason, but we've been accepting it as women. That's and so right. now is a time where it's not acceptable anymore. And that's what we're doing. So we're changing that. And we're also changing like the message. Like, like one, one thing is like this incredible, like the branding and marketing on what is a woman has been incredibly wrong and powerfully wrong. Mm-hmm. Like we've been hearing that we're moody and bitchy and has this very complex to understand body, etc. It's entirely not true. We follow time series patterns. It's not that complicated. And just for the reason that it was complicated, basically everyone said, oh, it's a bit more complicated than men. So let's just ignore it entirely and yes. just focus on men. And that's basically what it was. And so for that reason, like we've, we've been ignored by the science and it's not okay. So we also like changing that and changing the whole perception of men and women, have on women, which is like, we're not that like moody bitchy bodies uh, that are bleeding, etc. We like this incredible and and like weak and fragile. We're not like we like these incredible powerful machines mm-hmm. that live longer than men that mm-hmm. uh, create humans while still going to work and while carrying a child, etc. Like women are incredibly strong. We just didn't know and didn't have that messaging. So working on the marketing on the women. Yes, I love that. That another thing that you just said reminded me my friend um Helena is pregnant. She may by time this airs, she will have given birth already. But she knows I um, you know, am obsessed with femtech, doing femtech focus and she sent me some screenshots of her app that's tracking her health. She's uber pregnant. Like uber uber pregnant. 
And the app was telling her like all these notifications about like, you're eating way too much. You're so lethargic. You're not walking enough. And she's like, why the fuck doesn't have a pregnancy option? Like, why is it yelling at me, making me feel bad? You know, like, oh my God, I have to download another app for my pregnancy. Like, why the hell doesn't this incorporate that? Yeah, 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 it's so fucking incredible. Like basically, like what, like I don't know if it's like Apple how lets you use it, for instance, but it would be you know um, taking into like consideration or like as an assumption that women are yeah are basically men and women are not men, <laughs> but also like basically like thinking like you know we should be tractors always consistently every day the mm-hmm. same, and we obviously not. We're like women. I like the analogy of like the athlete like the athlete what, what's an athlete is like someone who's like overperforming but then the recovery is incredibly important because mm. that we are not able to perform as athletes if we're not recovering and as women we have this incredible um cycle where you have this time where the body uh like it's like deloads time and then this very powerful time like as an athlete or as a ferrari like a ferrari is this like powerful machine and then it's good to back to the to the stables. So mm-hmm. yeah. So talk us through like when women are the most powerful and when is our recovery time? So the great thing is that we can be powerful all the time. So like one one um, misconception or like one question I often have is like, oh, but if you are using this app, then it means that if you are hitting race day on this like not optimal day, not good. As a as a nap, we make you stronger every day, and the, the total amount of inputs makes you stronger as an output in total every single day. Having and so for certain type of exercises, it's better to train at that time. So like when you are following a normal training protocol as a man, it, it's called mesocycles. So you would have like a base phase, a build phase, a speed phase, all these things. As women, we have on a layer on top which is called the menstrual cycle, and we follow that. And if you are fueling the body correctly, so I give you some examples. Women uh, report that they are uh, constipated or have diarrhea, depending on where they are in the menstrual cycle. Uh, they feel bloated. So if you're bloated before your periods, you need to increase hydration and electrolytes. Uh, and it's all that you never need to be bloated. Uh, you never need to be bloated. You never need to be constipated or have diarrhea because if you understand how to fuel the body, what's the nutrition, oh. like you're not going to get that. So, um, and it, it sounds... And it sounds natural when you say that in the digestive system, but like yeah. actually, like the digestive system dip, dip, uh, varies depending on muscle cycle. And uh, we metabolize carbs really well before relation, and then the relation we need to increase the intake of fats. If you're not doing that, you have a nutritional imbalance, oh. which means the body needs to fight against. And so you have like these low um, downs in your mood, in your uh, shape, in your performance. Um, other things that are can impact you negatively, like tender breasts, for instance. Mm-hmm. Again, you never need to have tender breasts again. Like if you understand what counterbalances that, because it's a nutritional intake, oh. you can do around that. And then other things like ACL injuries, a female very female injury correlated with ovulation time, because the female body opens up every month to get pregnant, which means the joint activity opens up. Again, we're not saying you can't train. We're saying I, I don't. I have my right uh, knee ACL is. Um, is, is torn and that was 10 years ago i never got um, a surgery because my my doctor was a the doctor of other professional uh, rugby players and was saying like half rugby players have it half don't have it and it doesn't matter if you build the muscles around you're good 
And as a woman, when you train, you should be training considering that your laxity is increased. Doesn't mean you don't have, you cannot train. Just means we have to have an approach which is taking into consideration that we are women and we have these differences in joint laxity. We're not basically always the same. So that's yeah, some of the things. Wow, I am just blown away. Um, do you also? you know, in general, should we be taking into account, like, as women age, their bones become weaker with osteoporosis? Like, is that another layer to this as well? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So there's another thing. So before you hit uh, menopause, so the um, osteoporosis is, 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 is you right at that time, but also before. So a lot of, of girls, women have uh, um, amenorrhea. So that's when you lose your periods. Uh, and we hear that often when a girl is anorexic or a woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, anorexia means you're not eating enough. But what is actually the underlying as well is that when you're not eating enough, you don't have an, 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 the right nutritional intake. And when you start training a lot, you also don't have the right nutritional intake because you're training a lot and then you're eating like a guy, but actually you need a nutritional intake that is very different. Oh. And you, so your body enters these subnutritional uh, like deficiencies yeah. And the response of the body is cutting the periods. So you have nutritional imbalance, cutting the period, amenorrhea, and bone density going down. So you have, it's called the female triad of the red S. And so you have these three things that go hand in hand. And the issue is that the bone density goes down as a young, if you are like 14, you can have your bone density going down. It was a scandal, like um, a female athlete, uh, Mary Kane in the US, she was training for Nike and she was overtrained and too skinny because skinny equals fast in men mm-hmm. not in women and uh, she broke five I love that skinny goes fast in men but not in women yeah wow. if you look at uh, like some of the best athletes in the world Serena Williams yes. professional cyclist they're not thin yes. like they're not skinny and they're not you know you don't, you don't see like you know like uh, a man who's very athletic he's very ripe uh, rip, not ripe. <laughs> I'm very um, right. <laughs> yeah, I'm very right as well. Uh, a woman, she's like really strong and she takes like her energy and power mm. in like in different places. Like we need these fats. Uh, we are, we, we, we literally not the same, like uh, we, we don't generate strength or energy from the same place. And so, and so yeah, so, so like bone density can also go down in young women because we have this nutritional imbalance and you can, see it because we lose our periods which by the way in coaching world is totally accepted it's said like you lose your periods totally normal because you're athletic absolutely not normal and if you're not a heavy periods you're not a healthy athlete wow and you're basically like fucking up your health which which we don't know we have never heard that so that's like the first thing so one thing is so like as as we are getting towards perimenopause and menopause so perimenopause is this five to ten years period of time where you start having um, infrequent uh, um, menstruations or periods, you start having different symptoms like brain fogs, uh, memory loss, uh, not heat waves, um, hot, hot flashes, flashes, yeah, yeah, and all this stuff. And but that can last ten years. That's called perimenopause. Mm-hmm. And then when you don't menstruate for twelve months, it's called you are then menopausal. And then twelve months after that, you postmenopausal and that's so like one thing that is well known is osteoporosis like you know like we hear often oh my grandma broke her hips mm-hmm. pulling the back mm-hmm. we don't really hear that from men often it's like break a wind because osteoporosis go down as as, as menopause uh, arrives mm-hmm. but 
another thing that women should really do, and again, we don't know that is uh, strength training. So interestingly, um, uh, like I don't know why, but like in gyms, you know, like carrying weights is something that is like associated to be to like a, a huge stuff. Yeah, yeah. But actually, for women, it's really important to, for, to do that because like it basically breaks and re- and reconstructs the bones, and that's yeah. how you build uh, bone strength. Mm. And it's really crucial because if you don't do that, you uh, you accelerate the stroke. Ladies, oh, pump yeah. iron, ladies. Get in the gym and pump some iron. You're going to love this uh, story really quickly because you're French. So when I lived in France, I was 17. So we're talking like 11 years ago. Um, And I was looking for a gym. Like, where's the 24-hour fitness? Like, where's the school gym? Mm. You know? And like, that really wasn't a thing. They were like, "Uh, there's like a pool or like, I don't know. Um, And so I found a gym. But you know what it actually was? It was a musculation. It was like a uh, power workout or like like Arnold Schwarzenegger. like And it was yeah. like 20 men that would like lift tons of weights. And I would go there and I was like, hey, salut. Like I'm showing up. I'm this American teenage girl like here to work out. But uh, um, yeah, I, you know, it's just a funny story because you're French. And my French family thought it was hilarious that I hung out at this like muscle place. But for yeah, me yeah. as an American, I, I was like looking for a gym. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, it was, it was, it's interesting, like, it, it came much later, the gym thing in, uh, in France, like, um, uh, yeah, much later. Much later, do you have I, gyms now? Like, gym memberships? I, I mean, like, uh, I, I, I spent most of my past decade in the, in the UK, okay. and in the US, and, like, different places, but uh, UK is definitely, like, a bit behind the US in gyms, but UK is massive in gyms now, and France now is bigger, but it's not as big or as popular still yeah as anglo-saxon countries wow i would say interesting interesting so wild ai is your app when did you start working on this uh the company is a bit more than three years old and i started working on it um before that yeah. i would say like probably like three years and a half four years ago cool and is it live yet so there is a waiting list. So through the website uh, wild.ai, uh, you join the waiting list, and from there, you get invited on the app. And so let's say you get on the waiting list, you get on the app. What does the app provide? Uh, I mean, I thought potentially it was just going to help you, you know, compensate while while you were bleeding, while you're in your period. But I'm hearing so much more from you about nutrition and recovery and strength days and so tell us more about like what someone gets from that app based on the science yeah yeah so another misconception or like thing that 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 we call is a lot of people call the period the menstrual cycle Mm -hmm. the menstrual cycle is this basically encompassing the period which is like three to five seven days but then the menstrual cycle is 100% of the time. As That's a woman. right. You're always um, like, you're in a cycle. It's the whole thing. Yeah, exactly. And oh. any part of the, uh, a certain time of the menstrual cycle, we split it in five phases. So in the middle, you have the ovulation. At the beginning, you have uh, the uh, follicular phase with periods, no periods, and ovulation. And then the luteal phase with uh, no symptoms and premenstrual symptoms. That's like five phases. And, um, and interestingly, the periods is not the time where most women feel the worst. It's actually just before. Mm. They feel often what's called premenstrual symptoms. So that's when you may feel bloated. Um, you you may feel um, 
a decrease in your energy levels, in your mood, and all of that is, is related to your hormones. So mm-hmm. you, again, like you, you, this is not something that you, you need to go for. Um, and so as a, as a member, you join the app and then, um, so it's for women who are exercising and then we, uh, create like, depending on what's your objective, uh, we create you a training plan, uh, aiming at your objective. And then the training plan on a daily basis, uh, gives you what to do in terms of training. So for, go run five day in terms of nutrition, um, and in terms of recovery. And that's on a daily basis. And then we get your data from your Garmin or the Strava and um, so your wearables. And so we have automatic in- data from you. And in top, in addition to that, we get you, you enter manually other type of information in terms of uh, check-in. So anything about around like uh, how well you slept, how stressed you are, um, how's your digestion, um, how do you eat, how um how hard was the training and things like that on a daily basis is your app for women who like just you know maybe work out two three times a week or is it specifically for women in training for like really intense athletic purposes it's like we started with women who were more engaged Mm -hmm. uh like professionals but also like just a woman also like training for a marathon for instance but uh, but we are expanding. So anyone on the, the waiting list will actually uh, at some point get access to the to the app because uh, like in our surveys as we ask for members, like they say like all women should have it. Yeah. So, yeah. Do like professional sports coaches and trainers like know about this, or is this like news to them that women need different things? <laughs> it's uh it's often new, and we do work with some coaches who are incredible and 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 ahead of their time. And uh, so that's that's great because wow. it's uh, it's thanks to people like them that like uh, Bevan McKinnon who works with us as well, and some coaches are like really really keen. So we have a lot. Actually, we have a lot of emails and messages from coaches who really want to get into understanding how they can train better their athletes because they 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 see the demand, they see the need. There's also like big differentiation. Like if you're coaching and training a woman based on that technology you actually like really create uh, a massive like difference in terms of like the performance potential mm-hmm. uh, because we, we basically had the dark ages of understanding the, the female physiology so if you're like if you're an amateur and you're training like it will make a bit it will make like a difference like in terms of how you feel etc yeah. but you're not necessarily training for like you know time trials like yeah, yeah. a race or podiums but if you're training for podium, you're actually making yourself like a massive difference. Wow. So it's like you're basically in the dark ages. So like, yeah, and coaches like we, I mean, we want to talk to all of them because, uh, and we, we want to, to create a, an academy for the coaches because they have this massive like, craving and it doesn't really exist. So yeah, wow. and like Stacy Sims, who who is like a pioneer in the sector, and she she's um she she's been like advocating all of that for a while, and so. Yeah, um, definitely. That's incredible. A lot of our femtech uh, founders that come on here, they say, you know, we're creating a solution for this problem. We know it's a problem. And then I ask them, like, well, how big is the problem? What's the biology behind the problem? And then they say, well, we actually don't know. No one actually did the research. We know it's a problem, but no one knows the details. And our company is going to have to, we're going to provide that. So for you, women, you know, uh, female, like athleticism based on our biology, is that well studied, but just not like implicated? Or is it like, Mm. we only have a little bit of data and we're going to heavily rely on your app to educate everybody based on what you learn? 
So the way we go around that is that we've analyzed what is existing, so white paper research, analyzing that. Um, often when there is research, it's going to be done like 30 women white, 24 years old in the U.S., there's also like not a diversity of uh-huh. this, and so you know, like a 22 year old taking a pill does not have the same body than a 35 in who just got a baby or 47 in perimenopause. Mm-hmm. So it is very, very different. And like our objective is to serve all women of all ages, life stages, and ethnicities. Ethnicities, ethnicities is very yeah. different. Like if you have a stomach that is used for like grew up in India, you definitely have a very different stomach than a woman who grew up in Belgium. And if you have a muscle twitch of a, a, a woman, you know who grew up in um, like rural China, you definitely have a different muscle twitch capacity and function than a woman who grew up in Kenya. Yeah. Um, yes, like, yes. So um, all of that makes it very different. And so, yeah, there, there, there's a, a big lack of diversity in terms of like the research. Like yeah. if there is research, it doesn't serve this purpose or like this, this, mm. this diversity. It's so interesting, the, the diversity we have in women. That's number one. And number two, there is a, a lack of research in, in a lot of areas as well. And what we, we aim to do with our company as well is become this uh, research platform. So the incredible thing is that we have access to women live uh, and with data sets. Uh, and women are craving to help because mm-hmm. they, they know that, I mean, like educated and they know that by contributing, they can also basically advance research. So like our dream is is to work with research centers and become this platform and with obviously like opt-ins and everything extremely clear because we will never sell the data yes. of our members. But if they are willing to contribute, um, advance the research that can actually help them as well. So yeah. I love that so much. I was actually it. talking to someone the other day um, about data privacy in femtech and I said, yeah. you know, my my opinion is that if you tell women your participation in this, if you allow us for consent, you know, if you consent to this, you are contributing to women's health. And I feel like women want to do that. As long as you tell them, they don't find out afterwards, as long as you tell them. And then I'm also a a big, you know, champion of just de-identify it, call her 005, you know, like, don't say Becky Brown, you know, like, if you de-identify it, get consent and, you know, get consent saying like, we're not selling this data necessarily to Visa, MasterCard, whatever. We are doing Mm -hmm. research, you know? I think women want to do that. They want to contribute. Do you find that too? Yeah, definitely. And uh, it's, it's so like, and I I give you some example, like um, some, some of the darkest areas, like a female pregnant, can I exercise? What can I exercise? No idea. You go see your doctor and they will tell you, you know, if you were doing sports, you can continue maybe, uh, but maybe don't push too much. I have no, no They literally have no um, idea, yeah. And interestingly, like there's something in like the darkest, uh, like um, history um, memories, uh, like called the female uh, pregnancy doping. So basically in communist uh, countries, uh, they were, or Eastern uh, Germany, they were putting women athletes pregnant and they were training them because basically like they were saying like if you are putting the female body to produce a human or you're putting the female to um to produce a baby basically like the energy uh, to to produce like uh uh, sports and and perform uh it would overperform and perform extremely well so basically like the female pregnant is like this incredible capacity oh my god that's um, crazy anything into energy and yeah 
And so they, these, these athletes were overperforming. So like, you know, like we know nothing about the women pregnant, like literally nothing. And like, and, and also, like, you know, research said, oh, we don't know if the woman is got, like a, a woman can be pregnant. So let's just not do any research on women because we mm-hmm. never know if it's going to be like impacting embryos. Mm-hmm. So like, that's also like, you know, in 93, they lifted that ban to like test things on the, in, on the FDA on, on women. And, uh, and so we were just like, oh, might cause a risk, so let's completely ignore it. And now if you tell a, a woman, you know, like, we have no idea, but we would love you to contribute and participate. Are you okay? Um, and if you take a, a female athletic who is uh, who's, who's got, who wants to get pregnant, who is then pregnant, etc. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do. They, they, they really want to contribute because, like, they know that when they went to their gynecologist and their doctor, the answer was like, I don't know. Wow. Yeah. Your name has AI in it. It's wild AI. Are you incorporating artificial intelligence? We're using a lot of data and AI is just a means to like basically be able for us to create this pool, these profiles behind of like, what is a woman? Like what is like, for instance, a 22 year old thinking a certain type of PL has that type of reaction and that type of recommendation to work for her. And then, um, build more and more the profiles and then eventually down the line be able to serve much more women with, um, with who have less data input. So basically to become really a product that can serve 500 million women. So yeah, we're using a lot of data. Wow. Do you think that your like findings are going to be super interesting to like Powerade and stuff? Like companies that are like trying to help athletes perform, you know, like they're probably... I don't ever see they're like selling uh, Gatorade for women and Gatorade for men. You yeah, know, yeah, it's yeah. like single Gatorade, and I'm just gonna assume it's only for, it's made for men, and it's just like an afterthought. Women should drink it too. Do you think that like the the things that you find you publish on is gonna like have these ripple effects where things are really gonna change throughout sports? Yeah, <laughs> I love that you. I mentioned Gatorade. Like I was a uh, training, uh, swim training with a friend of mine. And I was drinking this Gatorade, and uh, and and all the all, all the guys were, and I was training only with men, and um, and you, and it really didn't feel correct, but like everyone was doing it, so I felt the same. And and actually, like you know, it's extremely like sugary, and like yeah. absolutely not adapted to my body, and I'm and my body is tiny compared to their bodies, and um. And so it definitely didn't match my body. And, uh, and so, yeah, definitely, we. I hope we're going to see that. And I think, like, I mean, I've been speaking to a few people in more in the FMCG world, uh, fast-moving consumer goods and uh, creating things like that. Like, I know a woman who's creating now a powder for uh, women who are in perimenopause uh, and menopause. Uh, to basically, it's um, supplements, but supplements depending on your symptoms. Because as women, again, like what we are providing in the app is we provide recommendations on supplements. My dream is to be able to do everything by nutrition, but the reality is we need supplements. Um, and uh, and we provide supplements recommendation, but they vary depending on your menstrual cycle. Again, you see a doctor today or a nutritionist today, nutritionist is going to tell you, oh, you, you eat that nutritional protocol, that diet. Not true for a woman. Again, like in the the, the supplements, it doesn't, it, it really, really varies. Like, you do not need, um, if you have an iron imbalance, um, go have another blood test two weeks later because it's not going to be the same level. Wow, uh, you're right. Yeah. So, so, like, you think, like, you need, like, a 30-day supplement pack because every day is, like, 
different yeah in your body definitely. like five phase five phase supplement pack yeah for sure i i would imagine yeah, yeah yeah for sure i would i would yeah i'm not gonna create that but uh i i definitely want to contribute in the research and uh, the production of that for yeah. sure and then what do you think about like um like i've done diets before like the whole 30 yeah. right or like you go on Atkins and you don't eat any carbs or all these things. Yeah. Like are all of those, those are just essentially, I guess, based on men's metabolism, right? Like yeah, I don't ever remember terrible. any of these diets having a week for like women, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Really bad. So the female body does not react to starvation as the man body, female body starvation equals stock up. So it's actually like the ex exact opposite of what you want to do. And um, so no, it's 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 inaccurate. It's it's all the knowledge basically that is that has been developed around the men physiology, ignoring that women are not men. Mm -hmm. I have another random question for you. So like we're talking about fitness trackers, like incorporating women's you know biology changing throughout the cycle. Do you, um, what about gym equipment? Is gym equipment made for men's bodies? Um, is there equipment that is like very obviously should be have a woman version it's a really good question so i don't know specifically uh, but i was having this um this we did a, a video recording with two of my favorite women uh carolyn crowd perez who's the writer of invisible women and stacy sims uh who's the writer of rose my team and caroline is like obsessed with gear so you probably like i don't know if you read her book but basically like some of the stuff she's saying is like basically gear for instance for you know, police uh, women mm -hmm. are basically like, you know, because of the boobs, uh, the protection, the shield is like too high. And so the stomach is exposed. Oh my God. Basically how you can, where you can get a bullet. Yeah. So like that's all like, you know, like car, um, crash dummies are men. So basically like all the testing, you have high yeah. risk of dying. If you are like a woman in a car, yes. literally. Um, and so we were talking about like all these, um, sports equipment as well. And then when we were talking about like bras, I was uh, a friend of mine like um, just got uh, a breast removal because of cancer, and and I was like, well, you know, by definition, anyways, every single woman on the planet has uh, two different sizes of boobs, and uh, bras are always like this unified size of breast. But then, like, the amount of women who had a, a breast surgery is massive. Mm -hmm. And there are no bras for women with, like, one, one, like another. Like, and she was saying it's terrible because she has these, these bras, like, sport bras. And she has, like, the empty area. And she doesn't really know what to do. So, you know, like, you have these equipment that are not, not made for women. And uh, so, specifically for the, like, uh, the gym equipment, like, uh, per se, I don't have examples. But I'm pretty sure Caroline would. Um <laughs> But yeah, like the the, the only oh, like in cars, like I was was saying, like you know, seat belts are not taking into consideration the fact that women have boobs. Like it do, it's not very comfortable yeah. to have the seat belts. Yeah. Um, if you if your chest is like entirely flat, you don't feel it. So. Mhm. Mm mhm. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, listeners, I invite all of you to go to the gym if your community allows you to right now during the time of COVID. Go to the gym and message us about what equipment yeah. you think should be modified for a, a woman's body. Message us, direct message us. We want to hear about it. That would be super cool. I definitely... But I think, um, Go ahead. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, one thing that, that is definitely true now that you're talking about that, now I'm like figuring the gym and I know like 
you know when you see the gym with like the body and they show you the muscles that are going yes. work yes it's always a man's always muscle, a man's uh, body chain and like you and you can't you can't unless you're like as a woman you're like oh i think that might be my muscle chains that are activated but yes don't really know. um yes so so you know the defaults you yeah. know like it's like saying like hey guys and all the defaults so if you were like putting a woman like there they would be like oh that's probably an equipment for not a woman yeah yeah so if you had a woman's picture probably people yeah. would think that's equipment is only for women but when you have a man yeah, yeah, picture yeah. they're like yeah it's everyone because yeah. women just accept it right yeah, yeah, exactly. Whoa, crazy, crazy. I definitely live my life looking around constantly like, is that made for women? Is that made for women? Yeah. Like, is that is that taking in consideration black women's health? Is that, you know, I'm like constantly, yeah. this is like the life well, I live in. That's another thing, like um, a child, um, like the, the amount of weeks we carry child is very different for uh, women depending on ethnicities. Mm-hmm. Um, digestion is like, crazy difference i mean like yeah i mean like oh, it's like yeah. i'm passionate about topics so. yeah when i again lived in france you're bringing up a lot of stories for me for france um when i lived there i gained like 25 pounds because i was eating blocks of cheese twice a day yeah. as an american the only time i ate cheese was on pizza you know and yeah. so like my body was like girl what do you want me to do with all this cheese <laughs> like we're gonna just like put it on your ass right but yeah. you know and it was they told us in the program the foreign exchange program you're probably either gonna lose a lot of weight or gain a lot of weight because the diet's just totally different from what you've yeah, experienced yeah, your whole life you know um i probably gained weight also because i loved your uh, baguettes and your chocolate oh, yeah. croissants so that's also probably why i shouldn't always just blame yeah. it on the cheese and the wine Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was a bad 17-year-old exchange student oh, girl yeah. living oh, in yeah. Paris. 17-year-old, like, <laughs> you can drink alcohol in France also. <laughs> I know, I know. I guess I wasn't a bad girl in France. In, in the American eye, I was yeah. like, woo, having a beer during lunch during a school day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, Helen, I want to ask you two last questions our listeners really love. The first one is, we have a lot of aspiring femtech founders that listen to this podcast and they want to know like what still needs innovating so that they're not replicating something that are working in a problem that's almost solved. Right. So what is an area in women's health and wellness that you think still needs innovating? Oh, uh, that's amazing. I think like so, so many, um, I mean, it depends. Like there, first of all, like there are different areas, like there's, consumer goods um like uh, you know i mean like the tampon area has been like now quite quite explored but for instance like you know like we talk about the gut microbiome but no one talks about the vaginal microbiome <gasps> we have the entire world yes yes yeah. and uh and it's like you know and everyone's like oh the gut microbiome gut microbiome, microbiome. Gut like, microbiome. and i'm yeah. like i have yeah, a yeah. whole other neighborhood of bacteria yeah. in my body and yeah, if it's exactly. imbalanced i know it you know, yeah. my gut may be imbalanced. I don't know. It doesn't necessarily affect me. If my if my vaginal flora is imbalanced, yeah, we know. And but yet yeah. nobody knows. Like what is Absolutely. what is it? Oh, I'm so yeah, glad you said like, that. And then uh, and then you have like these tampons, which is these dry chemical stuff that you put in that area that's very fragile. And then you're like, you know, like you put it out, you tear it out, and it basically creates like these microfissures. <gasps> they have a permanent attack in the like very fragile area um so like i'm like you know like the knowledge around that and, and what i'm saying like from my personal experiences but like 
you know, like things that, you know, like the cops are now like more like, you mm-hmm. know, they discovered, but like still like they're, they're probably like a bit hard or whatever, mm-hmm. like in terms of like, you know, they could be more um, gentle. The period underwear thing is amazing. Like, so I'm, I'm combining the cop and period underwear. Never, I like try to never ever put a tampon anymore. And like even the organic tampons, I'm like, yeah, it's still fucking dry tampon. tampon. Like I'm not putting something dry there. Um, Unless you give me a lubed up tampon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Perfect. That, that's actually a good idea. Um, and uh, so that, that's, that's one area. Uh, another... Um, Aria is like actually what I was mentioning, like all, all the, the bras and the things like that. Mm-hmm. Like a bra which has two different sizes of cups. Like mm-hmm. it's, I mean, every single woman on earth has her, the, the boots are a different size. Mm-hmm. So, um, so like that, that's like more on the on the um, on the gear. Like Caroline was saying something so funny. She was saying like you know even like the zip, you know on the on the pants yeah. is made for a man who's like unzipping. Like we're not like we're not having the same opportunities. Um, like I'm now working with a friend of mine who has um, a bike uh, a closing company. He was an ex-pro cyclist. And his name is David Miller. And we're thinking around like, how can we do a bib for women? Because uh, as a girl cycling, a bib is like basically this onesie. Uh-huh. And then on top of that, we have a t-shirt and stuff. You want to, be, you need a tie and undress. So you're basically uh-huh. butt naked on the side of the road your chest is and like everything is naked mm. and you're peeing and so because you can't pull it down so and like uh, mountaineers have the same issue so we're working around like something that you can pull down while not having anything in, the, in between legs because it otherwise creates chaffing oh yeah horse is like this massive world where nothing has been fought for women like when mm. you look at bike for women saddles for women is like a nightmare we have like i now i'm doing a blind assumption but we probably have like five different types of vulva area like my dream is also like to be able to map out these different vulvas and then very easily you would be able to say oh i'm vulva type two yeah and, uh, and then yes. have saddle for vulva two yeah and something like that so like this is like uh, in my my, my my small world of that but like i remember even like when i was a rugby player in university uh like i was looking at pictures the other day and we had gear that were for men yeah and so like and uh, i was talking with um with uh polarically who was 17 years world marathon champion she was saying like all the gear was made for men mm-hmm. uh, at her time then not, not anymore today but like there's in sports there's a lot of innovation that needs to be done for women mm-hmm. and then and then um and then either uh, by general microbiome just all the like yes. more, like the research technical lab, lab lab level like all that world has to be discovered from the bottom up yeah um and then like phd research depends like what you what's what's your level what you want to do but like anything that is a phd research topic can become a startup as well mm-hmm. like any correlation between like you know things that we are looking at um like and, and any of that can become a startup as well like a correlation between uh stress and menstrual cycle correlation between nutrition and menstrual cycle like all of that like what we're doing that but you can also become an expert in it and like yes. um disrupt us or like collaborate with us <laughs> at some point so um, awesome. and there's space there's yeah. definitely space for sure um and then and and i think also like there's a, there's been a big focus on um this fertility topic which is which i can understand because when you're raising money and you talk about fertility often unfortunately still a lot of men on the other side mm-hmm. and fertility is something they understand yes when i'm telling to a man like oh the digestion of a woman changes he's like 
like, okay, awesome, good to know. And like, I tell a woman, she's like, oh yeah, totally. Like, oh yeah, every month I have a few days of diarrhea yeah, or constipation. Yeah. We know that that's just okay. kind of what it is. Yeah. And then the man's like, yeah, good to know, good for you. And then, but then I tell him, oh, you can predict sex drive. And then he's like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. And then fertility is the same. So there's a lot of companies that have been around fertility, which, by the way, is incredibly important in, mm-hmm. in the person's life. Mm-hmm. But if you look at the life of a woman, it's probably more or less eight years, all in all, like the fertility topic. Like, yes. you know, the first day you imagine you want to get pregnant to actually trying to succeed to again get your first second fit for a baby maybe it's eight years right yeah more or less and that's it like the life of women is incredibly long so yeah. like, you know access I, to knowledge from like teenagers as well like teenager export like you know when you were a 14 year old girl second time you have your period you go to school you have to be like running around the, the yes. park like all around but it hurts and you bleed so you know like anything that is um even like teenagers today could even like get involved in that, you know, like raising awareness, getting guys to know what is period, it's okay. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Like, because the worst nightmare for a 13, 14 year old girl is like getting that red stuff on the back of your pants, oh, yeah. you know? Oh, yeah. I remember always asking my girlfriends, like, can you see I'm wearing a pad? Or like, can I, can you see, oh, yeah. you know? And it's like, oh, then, I just want to hug like... my little 14 year old self. I just want to hug her. <laughs> you know so bad like when I mean, we have all been there so, like yes. in the sheets you know you sleep at someone yes like, oh, yes yes i'm yes. gonna hide that <gasps> uh, yeah like, that's terrible yeah yep, that's right and, and, and all this is taboo because you know this feeling of shame that we had yes it's terrible yep yep Oh my God. I could talk to you forever. Literally. I yeah. could talk to you forever. And I love the bicycle seats thing. Um, Julie, my co-founder and I actually, came, we were starting to create a list of like everything that needs innovating. And Julie was like, yeah. and bicycle seats, bicycle seats are oh. garbage. You know, like we need to figure that out. I don't know what the solution is, but bicycle seats. And then I threw in horseback riding like saddles, you know, because, yeah. um, if you try to ride bareback on a horse for a woman, like you, it could hurt the spine, you yeah. know, it could hurt. And so you have to wear like a little pad on the back of the horse. But, um, it's interesting cause we also have our clitoris there. And so like, if you are riding a horse or a bike in just a certain way, it can actually be stimulating. And so like, how can we prevent that? Or, you know, like there's some women I know that, you know, they're so sensitive they cannot ride a bike because it hurts too much or it's too activating for them, you know? So, but we never hear about that, right? Yeah, and it's actually really interesting what you say on that because, like, I, I was uh, talking to a sex therapist and around, like, the female physiology things, etc. And, um, which, by the way, like, was incredibly uh, instructive because I was, like, a, a female physiology 101 and I, 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 I discovered something called the, oh, I don't remember the name, but it's basically two little glands that we have externally that are creating the secretions for like the, uh-huh. the wetness, basically. Yeah. Like, I had no idea. Like, I mean, like we know so little about our body. Yeah. Well, you've seen like the clitoris um, uh, shape, right? Yeah. How, how humongous it is. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah. Thing. And you, I mean, I, it was just this I didn't. Yeah, I didn't know either. the The, the structure yeah. was discovered in 1998. 98. Like, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love. I, I, I think I, I see like the same videos like you know, being on the moon, etc. Structure of the clitoris, 1998. <laughs> yes. um, and so, uh, oh my god. 
Yeah, no, that's crazy. Yeah. Well, our last question is, um, what do you think the femtech industry as a whole needs the most right now in order to be successful? Um, I think a collective awareness and interest. Mm -hmm. So, and what I mean by that is, um, a lot of men, but also women, to be completely honest, uh, say like, there's no issue. And it's a little bit like all these things of discrimination or issues, like, if you do not recognize it, that's the very first issue. Mm -hmm. But second, you need to be interested and willing to change it. And and I think like <clears throat> as much as you know, a lot of people might not feel uh, interested or in like in like you know like in Black Lives Matter or things like that, which which is not acceptable. But you know, if you are a white man like in the middle, of, I don't know, an area of no black people, um, it's not it's not there's no excuse but you know if you don't have that exposure as a man you are exposed to a woman mm -hmm. because you wouldn't be there otherwise point so you cannot and 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 again like i don't i there's no excuse for like I, for the, i'm not saying the uh, racist discrimination is, is okay or acceptable i'm yes. just saying like yes women is, is not acceptable at all is like this um you need to be aware of what's happening through the world because we come from there and if you want to reproduce yourself like everyone comes from the, a healthy female reproductive system mm -hmm. so i think when i'm pitching for instance i still have guys who are saying oh i don't understand not really my thing i'm like you, it's not okay I, you may not want to invest but it's not okay that you are okay not to understanding because it's like yes. basically um it's like one-on-one. -on -one. It's like if you are in a country and there's a voting system, you're not allowed basically not to be like voting. Basically, it's not just it's just not allowed. And if you are dealing with like a woman, you're not allowed to not to ignore that she has menstrual cycle pains, uh, things that are untreated forever in her life, like endometriosis, mm -hmm. like never diagnosed in most women, mm -hmm. like things like they they're suffering and they have no idea. And men live next to them like live in the same bed and they have no yeah. idea that's not a yes. and i think so like really like this massive raise of awareness and interest needs to, to happen and i think it, when that happens uh we will really see this massive shift and we need to all collaborate that and interestingly like women do understand sometimes they don't but often like they do but men who have daughters they do as well yes. um often because like they see because it's also like we should we have a new generation like a man who has sons like he he may have a, a wife but he doesn't he has he probably has no clue of like you know one of my favorite questions like first of all like have you ever bought a tampon answer is probably no and second like it's like how much is a woman bleeding can you tell me in like in a cup yeah like, in the cup size no no idea they have no idea they yeah. have they never were interested so but but so suddenly like in this new generation of dads they see these little girls like protein has pain and they want to understand yeah and i think that's really interesting and and it's these guys who are like the our biggest allies i think yes absolutely so, yeah. i'm all about especially single dads that can't rely on a female partner really to uh you yeah. know explain things to their daughters um yeah Oh my gosh, seriously, like, can we just be friends in real life? Because you're very fun to talk to. And uh, I think we have just so much in common. This is so awesome. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you so much, my petite Brit. <laughs> oh, 
my gosh, she is perfect. <laughs> Excellent. All right, talk to you soon. Awesome. Thank you for listening to my interview with Helen Guillaume, founder and CEO of Wild AI. I cannot believe how much I learned from her. Granted, I mostly just go on jogs with my dog trips in, and I actually don't train seriously, but now if I do, I'm going to take all of that training advice with a grain of salt. Um, listeners, are you an athlete training? Tell me about it. Hit me up. Let me know. Are you training? Because, you know, Femtech is so interesting when you pause and you start to imagine, well, was this product actually made for me, a woman, or was it made for men and just assumed to fit me somehow? Hit me up on social media and tell me what you think. Fitness-wise, probably is made for men and not with ladies in mind. It's really interesting to just start to expand your mind and, and think about this stuff. So uh, follow me on social media. I'm Dr. Brittany Barreto, or hit me up on Femtech Focus's social media as well. Um, also, obviously, you should totally sign up for Wild AI's beta launch. So go to wild.ai to sign up. All right, Fem fans, do me a favor. Write me a review, subscribe to the podcast, share it with a friend. Subscribe to our newsletter, femtechfocus.org. Get all the news, events, all the latest. And until next time, keep innovating because improving women's health and wellness improves everyone's health and wellness.